the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Impact program tonight. All the numbers are in. Third quarter, there's some good news. Not the good news, but in the end, on the horizon... Very encouraging news for the economy, both nationally and globally. And uh, we're going to get an update from Pat Fatucci coming up a little bit later on in tonight's program about all of that. Also, Pastor Clay Allen is going to drop by for a visit. An alarming spike in child pornography cases across the country. How much of this is attributable to the frustration of people being locked up in home because of COVID-19. Is there something darker and more insidious going on here? We'll talk about that and some important warnings to protect your children as we get into tonight's program. But I want to lead off with a bit of news. You've heard us talk about the fact that we have, out of an abundance of caution, canceled the in-person annual pastor's appreciation event. And for those of you that have been around for a couple of minutes, you know that 27 years ago, KFAX, in fact, pioneered the annual Pastors Appreciation events, which now take place all across the country. And I've got to imagine in the ensuing 20-plus-something years that there have been tens of thousands, probably cumulatively hundreds of thousands of pastors who have been blessed and encouraged by the church just simply wrapping their arms around them and showing them some love and appreciation. Well, while the current health situation might prevent us from getting together and doing that in person, we'll hope to catch up with that uh, with you next year, there is a wonderful alternative. And each and every Thursday throughout the month of October, there is a wonderful program that we here at Salem Media have put together to bless pastors. Again, we can't do it Facha a facha, as we say in Italian, but we can do it virtually. And here to tell us more about it is the Senior Vice President of National Program Development and Minister Relations on behalf of Salem Media, my good buddy, Chris Gould. Chris, how are you? Welcome. Hey, doing great, Craig. It's so, uh, it's so wonderful to be on your program after so many years and uh, doing doing great. Thank you. Well, a delight to have you drop by and visit and share a bit more with our listeners about this very special blessing opportunity. My goodness, we're here now uh, week number two and remains, of course, throughout the entirety of the month of October, a chance to hear from not just one, but literally more than a half a dozen of some of the mm-hmm. most outstanding pastors and Bible teachers across the country to bring words of blessing and encouragement to pastors throughout the Bay Area and, of course, throughout the nation. And my goodness, this sort of reads like a who's who of some of my favorite people here on KFAX, including John MacArthur, Alistair Begg, Chuck Swindoll, Tony Evans, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Sam Rodriguez, Pastor <laughs> Greg Laurie, who I'm worn out. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that doesn't even talk about the great musicians. Tell us a bit about this, and is it too late? We know that we're, we're into week number two here, but with three more weeks to go, how can pastors still sign up for this, enjoy all the benefits, and get a chance to see what happened today and a week ago? I'm so excited to tell your audience all about this, Craig. As you said, 27 years ago, KFAX was the pioneer in putting this whole concept together. And, um, and unfortunately, this year, you know, due to the pandemic, we're not able to meet in person. But any pastor who goes to your website right now and signs up, it takes you about 30 seconds to sign up, they can view content right now. So they can view last week's episode, as you mentioned, with John MacArthur and Tony Evans. Matthew West was the CCM artist. Or today, we just released Dr. Paul Cannings uh, and Alistair Begg, and the music artist is for King and Country. And so both of those episodes are available right now. And as you mentioned, next Thursday we'll release another edition. The following Thursday, we're trying to bless pastors throughout the entire month. As you can imagine, <clears throat> as we hold these events, <clears throat> excuse me, in person, we need to spread them out over the whole month. I mean, you know, last week it may have been Houston. You know, next week it may be Boston. All across the country, these events are typically taking place in person, but now because of COVID, we can't do that. So we said, let's spread the content out over the whole month. So if they signed up today, at the end of the month, they could watch all five. Uh, we're going to keep them loaded up on the website for the rest of the month. But it's all content designed, designed to bless and encourage and equip local pastors. And you know that's the heart of our company is to come alongside and support the local church, not supplant it. And that's what this event will do. And of course, as you mentioned, uh, pastors can sign up right now at kfax.com. You'll see the banner right there on our homepage. Just click on it. A couple of minutes of your time, you're signed up, ready to not only enjoy past presentations from earlier today and a week ago, but of course now have access to the other presentations that run mm -hmm. each and every Thursday. They're presented live at 10 a.m. Eastern, that's 7 a.m. Pacific, but of course the videos, as Chris points out, will be archived there, so you can really watch them at your convenience. And i got to tell you, Chris, what I'm thrilled about this entire concept is, while annually it's always such a delight to spend time with our pastors, love on them, bless them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. treat them to a nice meal, give them a chance to get together, enjoy some fellowship, share best practices, pray for each other, and of course enjoy a fantastic speaker. Certainly we miss that dynamic, but sort of the, the silver lining here is the fact that now, instead of just one event with one speaker, you get a chance to hear some of the top Bible teachers and pastors from across the country throughout the entire month. This is kind of like the Pastors Appreciation event in that regard on steroids. Very, very much so, uh, Craig. When you think last year we had Jim Daly in San Francisco from Focus on the Family, of course you remember. Uh, the year before, Philip DeCourcy, before that, Steve Arterburn, Dennis Rainey, John MacArthur, Robert Jeffress, all of these pastors, they have to get on a plane, they have to fly to San Francisco, they have to get a hotel room and get up the next day or morning and come and speak. So when we asked for participation in this digital event, we asked 10 speakers and we got 10 affirmatives 
yes, count me in, absolutely. Which is so encouraging because they want to minister to pastors. And remember, we, we ask almost invariably for the speaker to be a pastor. So Robert Jeffress, for instance, he's the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. I mean, he's got a little bit to share with his pastor friends, or John MacArthur. He's been the pastor of Grace Community Church since 1969. I think he's got a little wisdom that he can impart to pastors right there in the Bay Area. So we, we are so thrilled at the quality of the speakers, at the quality of the worship, and really the quality of the production. I guarantee all your pastors will be supremely blessed by signing up and watching this content. And in addition, Chris, to this reading like a who's who of pastors and Bible expositors from across the country, then you mention about the worship. Listen to this list. For King and Country, Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Matthew West, Natalie Grant, and more. Couldn't get any names, I guess, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, and when you watch it, it's so beautiful because they're speaking directly to Salem pastors. Hey, pastors, It's Chris Tomlin. I'm so glad to be with you. Hey, pastors, it's Matthew West. I'm so happy to be with you. And it's just really sweet. In addition to that, just a little secret, just between you and I, Craig, because we're such good friends, we've got local pastors who have also delivered messages from Cleveland and New York and Columbus and Colorado Springs, San Antonio, all across the country, including... One of the pastors in um, in the first episode was from Bloomington, Minnesota. And that's about 20 minutes north of where um, George Floyd died. And do you know that this pastor, Bob Bakke, he told the story as he was praying for the pastors on this episode. He said, you know, we've been meeting as a group of pastors in, in, uh, in Minneapolis for years, praying for racial reconciliation. Wow. And in the days that followed George Floyd's death, they were baptizing people, the street right next to where that happened. I mean, the Lord is using all of these circumstances for good, and as you watch this experience, you'll be pulled together with your pastoral friends from across the country, and you'll be supremely encouraged, I guarantee it. Now, let me answer a couple of questions that I'm sure some pastors eavesdropping on our conversation are anticipating. Number one, my goodness, with such a lineup of such phenomenal speakers from across the country and great talent to lead in worship, this is going to probably be pretty exciting expensive to register for. Yeah, thanks for, I mean, that's a perfect question. It's absolutely free, just like all the other events are that we've done for 27 years. We love local pastors. We love the local church. Everybody at that station at KFAX is so committed to this mission. We want to come alongside you, Pastor. We want to hold up your arms, just like Aaron and her held up Moses' arms. That's our job. You're the pastor. We know who's who and who's not. So it'll cost you nothing, just a few seconds to register. Tell us who you are, 
and you have access to all of this content free of charge. And again, you can easily do that. Simply go to kfax.com. You'll find the Pastor's Appreciation banner there. Click on it, register, then you'll get access to all these resources. Now, the other question that some are perhaps thinking is, oh, you know, in addition to missing that fellowship and coming together and enjoying a nice free meal, we used to get all these goodies. We're going to miss out on, on, (laughs) we're not going to just, you know, we like to be blessed by the books and all the other goodies that get given away. We're going to be kind of missing out on that. Well, there is a register to win. Right as you sign up, um, you'll see that right there. We're going to give some lucky pastor a, a $2,000 tech give, uh, tech upgrade for their iPad or speakers or audio or however they want to spend it. And so, you know, and we're also giving some other resources from Salem Church products and, and other divisions of our company. So there are, there are going to be some resources. We can't duplicate exactly what you described that happens in person. But on the other hand, pastors can watch this at any time. Craig, remember that. So they can watch it with their wife at home. They could do it on their phone, on their iPad at night. They could do it in the morning while they're working out. And that's the blessing, because I know there are a lot of large churches in the Bay Area. Many pastors over the years have said, look, we're just too busy. We can't take the time out to do this. Now there's really no excuse. You can sign up for free and watch it when you want, and you really should do so, Pastor. And again, the easy thing to do is simply go to kfax.com and click on the Pastor's Appreciation banner to sign up. I'll mention, too, that uh, when you register to win that potential $2,000 technology upgrade, that's going to be tailor-made to your needs. It's not like we're just going to say, you know, here's an old Commodore 64, (laughs) something else that we think you could use. You'll get a chance to tell us exactly what will bless you in your ministry what you need, and then we're going to kind of customize this to meet your needs if you're the winner. So register to win that. Sign up today to enjoy not just the reprise of the videos that will be available from both today's event as well as last week's, but to catch the upcoming ones over the course of the next three weeks and enjoy them at your leisure, what is convenient for your schedule, as Chris Gould just mentioned. Online at kfax.com. That's kfax.com. And I, I want to squeeze... A quick plug in here for pastors. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. By dealing with the COVID 19 situation and, and oftentimes congregations not able to meet and there's added stresses, there are wonderful resources available that can help encourage you and kind of make the burden, lift the load a little bit, make the burden a little bit uh, less heavy for you. If you go to hellopastors.com, and uh, I, I just encourage you to check that out, browse around, see what's there that might be uh, worthwhile for you, sermon material, all kinds of great resources. Uh, again, particularly during this time, uh, pastors can get all the, the blessing and encouragement and help that they can get, and that's a wonderful resource. So check that out, hellopastors.com. And again, to register for the virtual Pastors Appreciation event taking place all during the month of October, go to kfax.com and look for the Pastor's Appreciation Banner. That's kfax.com. Chris Gould, thank you so much, my friend, for the update. 
Listen, it was so great to be with you. I miss you, Craig. I love your program. Thank you for what you do for the Bay Area, for your community. You've been so faithful for so many years, and I just want to tell you, it's just a joy to serve with you here at Salem. Well, I appreciate that, brother. I do. And what a joy it is to also come together and bless pastors. Um, As we often say, when God takes a city for himself, he does it through the local church. And we want to do all that we can to encourage uplift and bless these individuals that shepherd the body of Christ right here in the Bay Area. Sign up today. Pastor's Appreciation Banner. Look for it at kfax.com. 520 as we thank Chris Gould. Let's check out traffic at the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, if you are brave of heart and strong of stomach and you've been watching what's going on on Wall Street in the last, well, many weeks, months, really since COVID-19 began, but in particular in this season as we get perilously close to the elections, uh, you probably see an awful lot of uh, ups and downs. It's like being on a crazy roller coaster ride. Um, certainly one day it seems as if we're, we're up and things are looking good, then the stimulus talks stalled and we're back into negative territory. And And we see crises that are being grappled with, certainly within uh, Congress as they debate over the the, um, the Supreme Court nominee, the White House in its own COVID crisis. And with all of this, my goodness, investors and people planning for retirement are just wondering, uh, what do I do? Do I run for the hills? Do I put everything in gold? Where where do I go? How do I (laughs) respond to all of this? Well, with some insights, Premier Advisor Alex Perry joins us from Vitucci and Associates. And uh, Alex, that's a big question. Let's lead off first with how did things do today on Wall Street? Um, great question. I mean, to kind of touch on all those points you made, it's been a crazy week, to say the least. I mean, there's been ups and downs, left and right. You know, one tweet sends the market spiraling down, and the next sends it coming back up. But the week ended up actually closing pretty good so far. I mean, the Dow Jones is up almost 2%, the NASDAQ about, you know, one and a half, uh, and the S&P about one and a half, too. So it actually closed out fairly well midst all this craziness we've kind of been seeing in the markets and actually just in real life right now like as you touch base like one tweet can really send everything kind of spiraling out of control in this crazy covid world we're living in and you know i i guess as a as a point of uh, of fact here people need to be mindful that if you're trying to respond to these gyrations on a day by day basis yeah it will drive you bonkers and particularly if you're trying to use these events on a day by day basis to put in buy sell requests <laughs> it'll probably drive you into bankruptcy i would guess And that leads to then, I guess, the bigger question, how do you develop a strategy then when it comes to long-term retirement planning with money you're setting aside and maybe an IRA or a 401k at work so that you can kind of ride out the day-to-day bumps, but over the long haul, see your money grow significantly enough so that you can eventually enjoy some kind of pleasurable retirement? How How do you do that? I mean, there's a few ways you can kind of do it. Kind of like, I like to call it like the, the law of buckets. You have a few buckets. You have your cash bucket, say, in your ATM, your bank account. Then you have your long-term bucket, say, your long-term holds, the more passive investments. They're going to grow 
not aggressively, not kind of going with the ups and downs. You kind of set aside, not worry about it that much. You know, some ETF funds that are March tracking the Dow or the S&P, where you know that these are full of really quality companies that I'm not too worried about. You know, the Microsofts, the, the Facebooks, the uh, Amazons out there that are actually, you know, paving the way for, I'm actually really propping up more than anything, our economy, those same stocks. And those are the stocks that you kind of buy and hold. And that's kind of a part of your your uh, your portfolio that's the stable part. And you can get a little bit more aggressive with the other part. But on the other note, like, let us get the gray hairs watching this this volatility and kind of designing the strategy for you. Because the last thing anyone really wants to do is, you know, these intraday highs and lows are enough to drive somebody crazy. Now, what if I've got a guy or a gal that is, uh, you know, maybe a coworker or a family friend that uh, does some noodling and and seemingly reports that, wow, I'm making all this money. You won't believe how well do my, my 401k is doing. And they, they kind of seem like a bit of a financial genius. What's to prevent me from just kind of saying, well, you tell me what you're doing and I'll just kind of follow, follow the leader? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. We have a lot of clients that are kind of do-it-yourselfers. They like to, you know, have the uh, their hands on the reins of the horse, but other people, they don't like to. They don't want to my, um, manage the minutia that kind of goes into this formation of creating the strategy, the financial planning aspects, the day-to-day stuff that kind of, you know, wears a toll on you a little bit. It's, uh, it's you know, <laughs> dealing with this volatile economy we have is it's not a, a weak man's game in a sense. Is as it's going up and down, left and right, sometimes we have to reassure our clients that, you know, we're in this for the long haul. The strategy we put in is for the next five to ten years, not this one to two week thing that we're seeing. So that's kind of one of the things we always tell our clients is, you know, trust in the process. You know, we, we, we talk to you, we understand your your goals, your aspirations, and we're putting that into a financial plan for you and panning out the next five to ten years, not the next two to three weeks. So that's one thing we try to hammer in. And the people that try to do it themselves focus on the short term and not the long term more than anything. Yeah. And if you're trying to um, react to the gyrations of the markets on a day-by-day basis and make investment decisions on that, boy, that's going to drive you into the nut house (laughs) really quickly. Uh, And, you know, I've kind of decided, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are certain things I won't do for myself. I won't do surgery on myself. I I won't attempt to to drill and fill one of my own teeth. And I think when it comes to long-term financial planning, uh, that's something I'd rather leave up to an expert as well that can really bring to the table insight, strategy, understanding, and you deal with the day-to-day gyrations and let me dream about what I like to do when I reach retirement, and then the world will be well. For folks, especially now, Alex, that are sitting at the beginning of the of the fourth quarter here, there are some decisions that they can and should be making relative to, do I need to make adjustments to my portfolio? Do I need to look at the tax efficiency while there's still time to react before the year is up? Uh, things of this sort, are there considerations that I need to look at when it comes to maybe um, even the broader tax picture, increasing my charitable giving, things of this sort? And, and if so, um, how can you help in terms of helping people better understand how they can come up with a strategy for their own retirements? Oh. Yeah, great. I mean, touching on the charitable contributions aspect is one of the things that I've kind of been hammering in with a lot of my clients 
especially the ones that have had a more prosperous 2020. Like we know that I know a handful of people that have lost their jobs, their lives have been turned upside down. And charitable contributions is something that I feel like anyone really should be putting to the you know the front of their their roster, especially entering in to the uh, Q4 at the end of the year. You're kind of rounding out. You're looking how your year looks. And it can also actually contribute to a lot of tax savings. It has a lot of benefits there, too, and also some benefits, you know, financially for yourself, but also, more importantly, socially for the community. And and it's one of the things that I, I kind of nail in. I was like, well, you need to give back a little bit, especially if you've received a lot this year. Yeah, undoubtedly so. And during a time when, when people in the community around us are hurting, there are so many needs out there. What with the challenges of COVID-19, the California mm-hmm. forest fires that have impacted many of our friends and neighbors from Santa Cruz to Santa Rosa. Good time to think about that. And a good time perhaps to also here at the beginning of the fourth quarter, revisit the choices that you've made to make sure that you are, in fact, on track for retirement. Now, if you'd like a little bit of help and you're like me, you, you know, you, you'll you mow your own lawn, but you're, you're not going to go in and cut your own hair or, heaven forbid, uh, do surgery on yourself and you want to talk to an expert, why not give Alex Perry a call at the Tucci & Associates? The initial consultation, by the way, will cost you absolutely nothing. You can sit down with either Pat or Alex Perry and uh, do so either virtually or um, safely, person-to-person with social distancing. Go over where you're at today with the money that you've set aside and saved for retirement ascertain just how well your investment choices are doing and see whether or not, in fact, you are indeed on track for an independent retirement. That initial consultation, absolutely free. You can check it out. Simply go online to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call them there toll-free at 888-PLANWISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Our thanks to Alex Perry, one of the premier advisors with Vitucci and Associates. Check out Don't Invest and Forget, heard on our sister station, 1220 AM, KDOW, the Bay Area's business leader, every Saturday morning at 8 AM. And we invite you to tune in. 533, let's get a look at traffic. See what's going on out there. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. As we start this segment of the program, I want to put in a bit of a a word of warning here. We're going to engage in a little bit of um, adult conversation And as such, it might be wiser if you have young children with an earshot to maybe busy them elsewhere around uh, the house and um, keep them busy doing something else. And if they happen to be with you and you can't do that, then, well, maybe the best thing is to to listen to the podcast later on. We're going to deal with some important topics. I want to begin with a bit of a stage setter here. The headlines, in just the last 24 hours, child porn found on phone left in Uber leads to arrest of Fontana man. Man arrested on child porn charges after investigation of Internet activity. Oakley man arrested on child porn charges as more victims come forward. Oregon man had child porn with kids as young as six years old on his computer. 58-year-old Florida man arrested for child porn, one of 16 men arrested and now facing more than 1,400 felony charges 
collectively. That's just a handful of headlines from around the Bay Area and the country in the last 24 hours. We've talked a bit about a pornography pandemic happening along with our COVID-19 pandemic. Now we're beginning to realize that along with that is what some are defining as a child porn crisis. With some insights, Clay Allen joins us, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. And Clay, I got to tell you, it's pretty shocking to see that many stories from around the Bay Area and the country all happening within 24 hours. And by the way, that's not all of them. I just read a half a dozen of the top most shocking ones to demonstrate just how significant this porn pandemic slash child porn crisis really is. Yes, Craig, it's good to be with you again. It is uh, totally sad. It is heartbreaking when we understand that this is happening under the cover of darkness. People are hiding this, trying to hide it. And it's so pervasive right now. And the explosion is exponential. And it keeps expanding. There's no area of life that this does not touch. It touches literally every spectrum of our society. It is rampant within the church. And our church, unfortunately, is ill-equipped to deal with this, mainly because 93% of churches right now, today, are not addressing this uh, problem with any kind of a relevant program that will help people. And it's, it's terribly sad, because uh, as people get hurt this way, as young people get hurt, if, not get, uh, if they don't get help, it will destroy their life. It will alter their life for the worse. The good news is God can heal them if they get help. And, of course, the perpetrator, the victim, Iser, in this case, uh, if they get help, God promises to help them, too. But we have to first understand how pervasive this is. And it's over-the-top pervasive. And, and maybe the part of the challenge in dealing with this is, number one, there's embarrassment within the church in dealing with a topic as offensive as this is. And secondarily, I have to wonder, from your own experience in, in dealing with clients for many years now um, that are seeking relief, that are seeking a way of escape from the bondage of all this, I, I would wonder if maybe part of the issue for the church is just outright denial, meaning that a lot of just everyday, normal people hear discussions of this sort and say, there just can't be that many individuals. It can't be this pervasive. Um, the, the notion of trying to understand why a person would voluntarily enter into such a thing in such a reckless fashion that literally has the chance to rob them of their livelihood, their family, their freedom, and then in the process to prey upon the most vulnerable within our communities, children. I think that a lot of just normal, everyday Americans find it difficult to wrap their minds around how anybody would even behave like that in the first place. That's exactly right. Um, and I would say that you're hitting on something that's absolutely a bullseye, and that is uh, denial. And there's a lot of reasons for denial. Denial is actually uh, not the root issue. I think the root issue uh, with respect to denial uh, relative to the church is fear. They're afraid that if they acknowledge it, they're afraid that if they delve into it, they'll see how pervasive it is, and it's like Pandora's box being opened. What they don't realize is Pandora's box is already open. 
And as shepherds, uh, Jesus talked about this, we have an absolute obligation and responsibility to protect the flock, that is, the children, the parents, the young people in our congregations, and also help those that are suffering in this area of their life. Many, many people who suffer in this area of life and hurt other people and use child porn have themselves been hurt and have never healed, and they're desperate to heal, many of them. And so the question then becomes, for a church, how are you doing this? How are you addressing this? This problem is so uh, pervasive. It used to be something in the 70 to 77 percent range uh, that uh, Christian men were using pornography. Many of them were using child pornography secretly and so forth. Well, that number has spiked 40 percent. Uh, the peak time use because of COVID, because of the uh, the uh, porn invasion that's taking place. It's absolutely incredible how big this problem is. And, and, and it's in every level, again, of society, every level of church. So the person who just shows up to church, all the way up to staff members, and they are scared out of their mind to get help because they want to stop, they want to get help, but they don't know who to turn to in a confidential sort of way. So you're absolutely right that this is denial, and I think at the root of that denial is this tremendous amount of fear that if we go down that road, then Pandora's box will be open, but well, it's already I, been opened. Well, and it strikes me, too, reading some of these headlines, that, that it really knows no geographical boundaries. Demographically, it knows no boundaries when it comes to age. We've seen cases of young men getting caught up in this as young as 18 that are preying on significantly younger children, men in their 70s and even in their 80s, and then all walks of life. This is not just what the poor people do or only because the rich have access. It really runs completely across the entire broad spectrum, which also means that the degree to which our children are vulnerable um, is not something where you can just identify one particular class. You know, white males balding between the ages of 35 and 40 that are from this part of the country that have this racial background. Well, if you could narrow it down like that, we know who to keep an eye on. But the reality is it's everywhere And, of course, there's really two victims here, because not only is it utterly destructive to the perpetrator who eventually gets caught, loses family, livelihood, sometimes even loses freedom, uh, but even worse still for the children um, who who oftentimes go years and years and years in the need of psychotherapy and things of this sort because they have been not, not only damaged and taken advantage of physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. That's absolutely right, and I would even add uh, to what you're saying there a little bit in the sense that when somebody is victimized, it's not just them, it's their entire family unit because it affects their family unit. And I would also say, to your excellent point, that this knows no boundaries. Uh, Women are involved in this behavior uh, very often, uh, as men are. The age range is really important to understand because it does go down far below 18 years old you start to see people getting involved in this at their very early tender ages and their early teens, even beyond that, uh, you know, into the 10-year-old, 11-year-old range and so forth. They may not know what they're doing entirely, but this is often because they themselves have been hurt by somebody, and this is now their paradigm. This is how they think this is going to be something fun, this is going to be something that they're going to explore and so forth, and they start hurting other people, really young people. We're talking infants babies, 
And, you know, these are God's precious uh, creations that are being abused in this fashion. And if there's anything that gets God fired up, it's when, when our young people start to get hurt in this way. And it should fire us, uh, fire us up as well and do something about this while we can. And, and we can. So, And what's so tragic about this, and we'll talk more after the break, what's so tragic about this, and you just alluded to it, and that is the fashion in which that this is visited upon multiple generations, meaning the the abused oftentimes turn out to become abusers later on in life. Part of it is they know no better. A part of it is trying to maybe sort of uh, extract uh, uh, the anger and bitterness that resides in them because of the suffering that they've gone through. And, and maybe in a very distorted sense of reality, they know of no other channel to release that. And so it becomes now this domino effect that can impact generation after generation after generation. One of the things that Avenue seeks to do is to short-circuit that, to stop that generational-type abuse from happening, and to provide not only deliverance and healing for the perpetrator, but most importantly, to make sure that we're doing everything we can and should be doing to protect the most vulnerable in our society today, and that's, of course, our children. Clay Allen is with us today, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual uh, uh, restoration ministry. And if we've already said something that resonates with you, that's troubling you, maybe either because you've had thoughts or temptations or even acted, and you're ashamed of yourself, you're afraid to say anything, you don't know where to turn, but you recognize that this is a monkey that you've not really been able to get off of your back and you need some help. There is confidential help available through Avenue. You can get more information online by going to avenue.works. And we think of .com, .net, .org. This is .works, W-O-R-K-S, avenue.works. Not only a good URL, but also a good reminder that, in fact, the program that uh, Clay has put together along with his wife um, really does indeed help bring men and women deliverance, healing, and restoration. We take this brief time out. We'll come back with more of our conversation after an update on traffic. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. One of the reasons why we're broaching this terribly uncomfortable topic on the program today is because we are potentially facing a season where we may see a significant uptick in child pornography and uh, child abuse in this arena, not just because of quarantine and COVID and all of that, but also because... State of California officially, between its governor and the legislature, has proven repeatedly in um, recent measures and um, laws being signed by the governor, doesn't care about kids. I mean, that's just kind of flat out. Does not care about protecting the most vulnerable in society today. Witness, for example, Senate Bill 145, that essentially says to a sex offender who traditionally would be required to register as such, well, now in the state of California, uh, that's only required if there's less than 10 years uh, difference 
between the the perpetrator and the child, and and toward that degree, it essentially says that yeah, uh, a a twenty six year old could take advantage of a sixteen year old, and uh, now the requirement, if there's only one offense, the requirement to register as a sex offender is taken away, and. Wow. I think about this, Clay, and I've got to wonder, in a day and age when we're concerned about children being taken advantage of, the Me Too movement just really focusing on how widespread um, some some of the, the uh, bad behavior uh, metered out towards uh, particularly women in this country is, to see that now a bill like this has not only been passed but signed into law by the governor would imagine seeing just an explosion of the child porn crisis in California. You're right, Craig, and it's never been talked about. It was never debated. It was never brought up. When this uh, bill was passed by a very large margin in California, almost a two-thirds margin, it it really really rips the heart out of uh, people who care about kids because anybody that's a, a, a child between the age of 14 and 17 are especially at risk. Uh, they, uh, quote, if they are willing, quote, unquote, uh, to get involved in this behavior, there's essentially nothing uh, the authorities can do, typically, if the person is 10 years older or less. And uh, they leave it to the discretion of the judge, of course, but the chances of that happening, uh, anything as far as registering and so forth, uh, it's going to be dumbed down. And that's going to open the door, and it already has, to child pornography being produced, traded, sold, bartered, etc., and it's not just California, because where California leads, the rest of the nation often goes. This is one of the worst things to ever occur in our nation's history. And this is a massive invasion of our rights, of children's rights, and it will not only lead to the abuse, but what is so sad about this is that the person who has been abused will then grow up thinking that this is a normal paradigm, and then in turn lead to other abuses through that person well, while they seek what is normal, what is whole, what is healthy, and, and they won't be able to find it because this is not how God designed us to live and treat one another. Yeah, and, and what's disturbing about this is that it also sort of erases the the message. I mean, at least if there's a sense that, well, here are boundaries, there are moral boundaries, there are societal boundaries that we put in place to try and protect the most vulnerable. And if you have the government at an official level taking out the big eraser and erasing some of those boundaries, what's to say that a perpetrator um, doing acts against the child would not take it further and further out or more victims, younger victims. I mean, the degree to which this can spiral out of control and create now a child abuse pandemic in the state of California is it, it, just shocking. It is shocking. And it's very subtle how, how this will uh, filter into people's lives and how it will start to rob people. You know, the biggest thing that this is going to rob is uh, men, women, and children, young people, having courage and zeal to stand up for God's way. That is the right way of living in our society. And the important matters of life are going to be put on the shelf. This is why this bill has been passed, by the way. And I don't want to get overly dramatic about it, but we have to acknowledge and get out of denial. And that is the reason this bill passed is because Christian people did not stand up and, and say enough is enough. And, and put an end to this. 
and, and, and that will continue to mushroom in the days ahead as this type of behavior is normalized and as people continue to sit on the sidelines and not do what God has called them to do. So what we want to do is we want to see people not only healed from this behavior, we want to help them see and live their God-designed destiny, the purpose God has them here. And as they do, they will stand up for God's right way of living. And that's where the fulfillment, that's where the satiation, the satisfaction, the, the purpose that every single person is born with and created for gets to live out there on this earth and then, of course, for eternity. That's what we want to see people live. That's the only way to be satisfied in, on this earth. And, and it's not these other ways that man has invented relative to sexual relationships or any other types of uh, relationships with other things or other people and so forth, or plural marriages and so forth. It just gets really crazy when you leave the boundaries off, like you say, because well, what, then, uh, what, what then doesn't go? I mean, is plural marriage, is marriage with uh, robots, animals, which is happening, by the way, in other parts of the world. And you think it can't happen here? Take a look at Utah. They just dumbed down uh, a bigamy. Uh, I think it's now a misdemeanor or a citation. My goodness, uh, this is absolutely incredible. And and this will continue to occur until God's people stand up and say, enough is enough. Well, it becomes a slippery slope, and that's the reason why intervention is so critically important. And the sooner that it happens, both in terms of protecting and limiting the victims of it, but also getting the perpetrator out of the cycle, getting them healed and whole, and breaking that cycle. Now, if some things that we've said today really resonates with you and there's a situation that you're dealing with in your own marriage relationship or for yourself and you really want to get some answers and find some hope, there is a confidential telephone number that you can call toll-free. It's 877-326-7000. That's 877-326-7000. Or you can go online to avenue.works. Discover more about what's available in terms of counseling and resources in a very private way to help break that cycle and allow you to discover not just restoration, but freedom, perhaps, for the very first time. Information again online at avenue.works or call toll-free 877-326-7000. Our thanks to Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, for being with us with that update. Six o'clock from KFAX. Let's get you an update on traffic.